Hello everyone, my name is Ovin, and welcome back to Keyboard Smash. Hey y'all, I'm back! After like, I think I was gonna, I said that I was going to be gone for like three weeks. I think it's been a month now. <laughs> um... <laughs> I was planning on coming back at the three week mark, but stuff happened on the weekend that I was planning on recording this episode. The grammar is messing that sentence, let me rework that. On the weekend that I was planning to record this episode on, I had stuff to do so I couldn't record the episode. So this episode is actually coming like a week late. I'm recording this episode on Monday. No, I'm actually recording this episode on Tuesday. I've been back in school for two weeks now. I'm still offline for now, which is actually making me kind of mad because I go to school in like this massive like building essentially and I share my school with like some like other companies and stuff. Anyways, so in that one building, there's like the kindergarten, the primary school, the high school and the middle school. The high school and the middle school is on the same floor. What has been irking me is that this week the primary schoolers primary schoolers the primary kids there you go my gosh the primary kids are already allowed back in school even though we share the same building we the high schoolers and skillers the high schoolers and the middle schoolers still don't have our permit which is kind of confusing me because we share the same building like I'm pretty sure we're at school for the same amount of hours, which is like, I guess like three hours once a week. Like, I, I, make it make sense. Like, how come we, the high schoolers, the ones who, let's face it, we probably need it more because we need things like the lab. Like, I've mentioned this before, maybe if you listen to the first season, I'm an IB student and I'm taking HL level biology and SL level chemistry, which in other words, it's just jargon for like, I need access to a wet lab and I don't have access to a wet lab. So all of my practicals have been like simulations and just like writing up fake investigation reports where I have like no real data to go back on and I just have to like use these simulations that are provided to us by the internet and like salute to my teachers, salute to my bio and chem teacher for like making this work for us because (laughs) I know that it must be so difficult to like do all the practical scheme of work that is necessary for me to get my IB diploma and have no access to a wet lab. So that has been an update on my life. I am, like I said, I'm in my second week back in school. I'm already 100% fully tired. Cannot wait to take a long, juicy nap next weekend. Um, And next Wednesday, actually, because, okay, wait, this is another thing that I've been finding very funny recently, which is the fact that, so usually on Tuesday next week, Tuesday next week was originally the day that we had like a public holiday here in Indonesia for like, I think like the death of the Prophet Muhammad, may he rest in peace, but like, may he rest in peace, is that the right, is that the right one? Ooh, I don't think I said the right thing. You know what I'm trying to say. I I don't know what it is in English. I know what it is in, like, Arabic, but I don't know what it is in English. I'm so sorry. Peace be upon him. That's the one. Peace be upon him. 
Um, it's usually on Tuesdays. Or not usually on Tuesdays. It was supposed to be Tuesday next week. But what happened was they moved it, like, the government moved the holiday to Wednesday. And, like, for the entire week I've been wondering, like, how do you move the date of someone's birth? (laughs) I just found that really funny because I was like, you can't just change the day someone dies for, like, the convenience of, like, the industry. Like, I just find that so funny. Um, and that's been an update on my life and the things that have been happening in my life. I'm really tired because of school and IB, but it's been pretty fun. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I suit the IB curriculum. It's rigorous and, like, it challenges me enough that I don't get bored. And that is all that I'm looking for. If you're wondering why my voice sounds kind of, like, weird and raspy right now, um, I'm recording this episode after school, so my voice is actually already pretty tired, but I'm, like, pushing myself through this because I want to, like, I'm so, like, I'm so excited to get back to, like, recording podcast episodes. Um, we're gonna start off with our first topic, um, that's my cat, hi. We're gonna start off with our first topic, which is... I've labeled it in my Google Doc as flash round and essentially I'll just be going over like things very quickly that I find interesting. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. The first topic of the flash round is, and I quote, Venom 2 got the bros TM mad. And need I say more? I have seen so many people on Tumblr and like Instagram like yelling and like Rotten Tomatoes as well where people are yelling about like, Venom doesn't have enough like Venom carnage action and I'm like did you guys not watch the trailer like it's a romantic comedy and if Tumblr is to be believed the opening line is this is a love story so I don't know what y'all believed you were signing up for but you had been repeatedly told that that was not what you were signing up for so that was on you um I don't know what to say about that that was on you that was quite literally on you you should have just like like how deluded were you to believe that you were going to enter venom 2 like and it was going to be like a super bro flick action comedy thing like did you not watch the first movie like (laughs) do you not remember the source material y'all were deluded and that's where i'm gonna end that flash topic the next part, um, it just says one month before Tumblr crashes. That needs a little bit of background, a little bit of explaining. So it's currently the 12th of October, which means that we are less than a month away from the one year anniversary of 1518 Despair, um, which is that iconic, the iconic episode where Castiel confesses his love for Dean. Um, and I'm very excited to see Tumblr crash on that day because what I love about Tumblr is that it's really quite literally like being strung together by this hellish piece of code that somehow like supports like these hundreds of thousands of millions of like genuinely slightly insane people yelling about their favorite pieces of media. And I am excited. I'm really quite excited for the one year anniversary. I'm excited to sort of like celebrate it in a community where, you know, people are as excited about Castiel and Dean as I am and I'm excited to sort of like you know have that break like have the community collective breakdown and I'm so excited and in relation to Supernatural the final topic of our flash round is uh Misha like his what what, what was it called like a poetry collection his poetry collection is dropping in like 
a month or something, if I'm not wrong. And he's been, like, reading snippets of his collection on, like, Instagram and TikTok. And, ah, no, you do not understand. I, like, anyone who is on my close friends on Instagram knows that whenever Misha posts, I repost it. And, like, I just start screaming and writhing on the floor. And I, some of, like, I forgot there's this one, um, uh, poem i think it's called like practice makes perfect or something like that it's something about memory and it's so like romantic and real and it just makes me like melt on a heap on the floor and um in relation to that uh daniel ackles who's jensen ackles wife but in my mind he's she's like the ultimate cast girl so like (laughs) that's how I connect to her it's not through Jensen it's the fact that she's the ultimate cast girl she posted a picture of like Jensen uh reading Misha's poetry collection and of her like saying all these really nice words about like the poetry collection and I'm not gonna lie maybe smile quite a bit so um I would like to thank Daniil Ackles for always having the cast girls back yeah buddy Mm mm-hmm and that uh, signifies is that the right word i guess it is it, it signifies the end of our flash round and we're gonna move on to the second thing that i want to cover which this is something that like i realize i've never done this before and i feel like i probably should because if you read like the description of this potty on like so 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 y'all the leading <laughs> podcasting app so, I was gonna say Spotify, but I, then I, like, diverged into, like, Apple Music or something. But if you read it on, like, wherever you listen to this potty, you will see that, like, it says there that I also talk about music. And I realized the only, like, music-oriented episode I've ever done has been the one where I deep dive into my playlists. And listening back on it, it was so boring and I got so, like, tired by the end of it. So, for this next topic i'm going to be doing an album breakdown or essentially all of the albums that i just didn't talk about (laughs) that i really love that i've been listening to a lot recently that have been released recently my thoughts of them my favorite songs off of them um so yeah that is what we're going to be doing now the first album i want to talk about is montero by lil nas x um it slaps i love it so much i think that the i think there were three singles uh, four singles released off of it but the ones that i remember the most are three uh the three singles that were released off of it which were call me by your name montero industry baby and that's what i want i think there are such good singles and they like they itch that sort of part of my brain that wants to be itched and i've read a lot of comments from people where people are saying like oh it, it like it's doesn't live, live up to his mixtape, uh, Nazarati. And my response to that is, like, how can you live up to something like Old Town Road? You know what I mean? Like, Old Town Road was such... And I hate to use this term. It was a cultural reset. That was a cultural reset. But I don't know. I feel like we shouldn't hold him to Old Town Road because I feel like his musical style has changed so much since then. I feel like he's grown a lot as a person and as an artist. Um, and I think like we shouldn't be like 
holding him to past him in that sense. I feel like I'm all for, like, compare yourself. If you have to compare yourself, compare yourself to who you were in the past. But, like, I think that in the case of Lil Nas X's music, like, it's progressed so much. And it's changed and sort of, like, it's butterflied out, you know? Like, it's left its cocoon. And it's, like, this really cool new awesome thing. And I love this album. Personally, my favorite uh, song is Tales of Dominica. I think it's what it's called. Uh, like, I promise you, when I say I think it's what it's called, it's not because I don't actually like the song and I'm just, like, saying, like, something off the top of my head. It's because I don't remember song titles very well. <laughs> so, if I'm not wrong, it's called Tales of Dominica, and I love it because I feel like it's it's poignant, it feels poetic, and it, just, it hits. It hits quite hard. And I enjoy it, and it feels very much like I'm on the come up, I'm on the come up, and it's just, it's a good ball. Um, and I also have, <laughs> ran here, Tangent but Jack Harlow. Okay, let's talk about Jack Harlow for a bit. Um, Jack Harlow has been a chokehold, which is hilarious because he is quite literally just some white guy. <laughs> but he does have me in a chokehold and I kind of blame both the fact both Lil Nas X because he had Jack Harlow feature on Industry Baby and the 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 four claps during Jack Harlow's verse gets to me every single time so I kind of blame him like I like I already knew about Jack Harlow but like I blame Lil Nas X for like increasing my exposure of him i guess and i also blame britney broski if you don't know who britney broski is she's colloquially known as kombucha girl but i know her as the girl who's best friends with trixie mattel <laughs> but britney broski had like this entire phase where she would just like absolutely wild out over jack harlow and she's probably i think she's still in that phase actually britney um, I blame you for, like, getting me hooked on Jack Harlow. But, like, at the same time, I blame myself because how is that man so fine? Genuine question. Like, like I said, he's, like, he's quite literally just some white guy. Like, you could find someone that looks like him literally anywhere. Like, he is just some white guy. But what is it about him that sets him apart from all of the other white guys? Capital W, capital G. Um, and I've seen, like, a lot of videos about people, like, just trying to figure out why this man is so fine. <laughs> and one of the ones that people said was that it's just, like, the sheer confidence. And the fact that he stares cameras right in the eye. Like, he, it feels like he's staring into your soul. And that's kind of like, dare I say, dare I say, this is a white man that I'm not going to get mad at. <laughs> that's saying a lot. I get mad at a lot of white men. But, like. This man is fine, and for absolutely no reason. Like, have y'all watched the Chicken Shop Date video? Like, I might have to reconsider my policy on white men. Um, which is generally that if I see them, I go, ew, disgusting. But, okay, like, oh, I'm, I just have to say this as, like, a preface. Preface? Preface. Preface? Nope. I want to preface this by saying... I personally have nothing against like white men specifically. I have something against what white men represent, cis straight white men. Uh, they represent to me sort of like this inherent ingrained fear that's in me. You know, my body recognizes your colonizer gene and it makes me want to run. Um, 
So I think it's genetic. Honestly, I think that it is genetic. I think it's genetic. Um, so, cis straight white guys, don't get mad when I say that I'm scared of you. Because in my opinion, that's fully rational for me to be scared of you. So, anyways, that was a tangent. Um, if you watched the chicken shop date video, you would know that he wants it. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. You need to backtrack, backtrack. Um, actually, where am I backtracking to? Wait, no, I'm not backtracking. Never mind. Front track, front track, front track. Um, in that video, he says that he wants to have eight daughters. Um, I'm just saying. Guys out there, if I can give you some tips, okay? I'm not someone to trust, honestly, because I've never been in a relationship and I'm pretty sure that no guy has ever had a thing for me. But like, here's my advice for you. Number one, if you are the under if you are under the age of twenty, don't grow a beard, don't get a mustache. It will look awful on you. And I can say that with one hundred percent certainty because every single person that I see who is under the age of twenty and has a mustache or a beard, mustache or a beard, thank you, Lisp. Looks awful. Awful? Awful. They look awful. They look disgusting and they look like they don't shower. So, number one piece of advice, shave. Number two, if you want to have children, specifically if you want to have daughters, say that. That is legitimately one of the most, if not the most, um, attractive things. In my opinion, that is something that I find attractive because I'm like, so you're looking at long-term opportunities and I agree. That's what I want. So like communicate on my level. Um, so yeah, that's been my breakdown of Montero by Lil Nas X uh, with a with the side of a tangent on Jack Harlow. Oh, actually, in regards to Jack Harlow, because of the fact of my recent obsession with him, I was, uh, I've been listening to his music a lot. Uh, and I've been listening to his most recent album, which is That's What They All Say. In my opinion, I know that his favorite track, if I'm not wrong, off of that album is 21C Delta. Personally, I like Baxter Avenue. Again, it's that Tales of Dominica vibe in the sense that, like, it it feels very much like, look at where I am, look at where I've come from. I've always enjoyed sort of, like, reflective uh, lyrics and uh, stories, so... If I were to, like, point you in the direction of a Jack Harlow song that I enjoy, I would say Baxter Avenue. Next up, the next album I want to talk about is Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. I'm pretty sure this album dropped um, during the first season, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, my consensus, absolutely fire. It is, in my opinion, and I really don't want people to get mad at me for this, I think that all, I think, hmm... Again, it's one of those things where, like, I don't think you can, like, compare it to when they all fall asleep, where do we go? Because the vibes are so different, the intent behind them, like, those two albums are so different. So all I'm going to say is that I really like this album. And I want to, like, so many people are saying that she's in her flop era. Like, how? How can you say that she's in her flop era? All the songs on that album slap. And like how like again like, how 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 could you say that she's in her flop era? Like have you listened to the Happier Than Ever Bridge? The like the one where it goes from like the the, the guitar like the acoustic to the and then like she comes in with like those really airy vocals and then she gets like really angry towards the end the 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 after the 
I don't relate to you. I don't relate to you. No, that part. Cause I never dream me this. I've gotta bleed the next bit. The minute she starts, <clears throat> when she like builds into like that crescendo with like the you make me hate this city, like that part. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've angry cried to that part of the song. I like again. I don't know how you would say that she's in a flop era because I feel like, yeah, like I feel like people were expecting when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Part two, and what they got was happier than ever, and I feel like. That it's one of those things where it's like just don't say that she's in her flop era because she gave you music that she that you weren't expecting, you know what I mean. It's like, I like generally, <clears throat> I I always feel very like, um, it's it's interesting the way that because of, I I don't I'm not gonna talk about it I'm not gonna talk about it. I don't think I'm gonna talk about it because I feel like I need time to build nuance on the general idea that I have which is that. Music criticism, I feel like, has moved to this place where, like, I mean, it's always been there. Like, it's always been a part of music criticism where, again, why did I emphasize criticism so weirdly? Um, Which is that we expect certain things from certain artists, and when they don't deliver that specific thing, we believe that they're not doing something correctly, or, like, we don't enjoy it as much because they're not, like, meeting that expectation that we have for them. And I feel like that sort of thing, like the thing that happened with Billy, happened with Lord because this is another artist. She's another artist that people are saying is in her flop era, because Solar Power is so like vastly different from melodrama. Sorry, I have to burp. I feel like because the thing is the transition from pure heroine to melodrama. It was still sort of like in the same vibe. Do you know what I mean? It melodrama was pure heroine matured. Solar Power is not, like, Solar Power is, as the name of the album suggests, like, it's, it's very, like, um, I, I don't want to say hippie because I don't feel like it's the correct word, but it feels very, like, flowy and, like, um, sun salutations, like, it feels different, it doesn't feel like melodrama, like, why am I, what's with all of these weird affects and unaffects with my speech today, um, it doesn't feel like melodrama or pure hair and, and I don't think it's meant to be that. And a lot of people are saying that she's in her flop era, where in reality, it's more like, y'all are just mad that she's happy now. Like, from the get-go, the minute Solar Power starts, she says that I'm not your savior. And it's, like, that's in that moment where, like, you should have known that the tone of this album is going to be very different. And I will say, Solar Power is one of my favorite albums of this year. I think it's a great album to put on, like, in the background. I, it's not an album that like I actively listen to. It's not like happier than ever where like I want to be 100% aware of like everything. It's not like that. I think Solar Power is something you can put on the background, but there are certain songs on there that slap. Personally, my favorite is Stoned at the Nail Salon. Like the part where she goes like, Oh my heart, blood's been burning for so many summers now. It's time to cool it down, whatever that means. I can't go that low, but you know what I'm trying to say. That part, it hit me so hard because it was like, that's it. Like, that's what. Like, you you live at this really fast pace and you just want to slow it down and sort of enjoy the moment. And I, 
lyricism, lyricism, lyricist. I love her so much. Um, and I, I just, oh God, I don't like, again, it's one of those moments where it's like, how can you say she's in her flop era? Just because she's delivering music that you weren't expecting from her doesn't mean that she's in her flop era. Um, and that's it on musicians that people say they're in her flop era, but I think they're like 100% wrong. Uh, I also just want to bring up Reverie by Ben Platt. It's Ben Platt's latest album. I loved it. I personally believe that Childhood Bedroom is the best song off of that album. Maybe not the best song. It's the one that I listen to the most, and it's the one that I like the most. So, that has been my album breakdown. If you guys want to look at my music taste a little bit more, um, little slime Spotify plug. But uh, if you want to listen to what I listen to, A, uh, go to my Spotify. I am on Spotify at N-O-E-N-O-O-O, at N-O. So if you want to go listen to my playlist, you want to, you know, look at what I'm up to, be friends on there, you can go ahead and do that. The final topic that I want to talk about is sort of like live performances. Uh, and the reason I want to talk about that is because the pandemic whammy looks like it's about to be... We're getting better, y'all. We are getting better. Here in Indonesia, we're getting better. And I'm really excited to not only go back to school, but, like, go to see some people and experience things again! Um, so... I want to talk about all of the performers that I want to see live, uh, once the pandemic whammy is over. Number one, Olivia Rodrigo. I know a lot of uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Twitter vocal coaches are kind of like unstanding Olivia Rodrigo a bit right now because they're like, she has no vocal stability and she's obviously very auto-tuned because of the fact that when she sings Good For You, her voice cracks a lot and like it's not very stable. Like she's jumping around on stage. Like, yeah, on the stage. Like, it's like... Okay, like, Tobajaya, lo lonchat lonchat on a stage, sambil nyanyi. Susah tau! Like, no one's voice, unless they've been trained in it for, like, years, can, like, withstand that. And she's so relatively quite new to, like, the pop-y aspect. Like, she's not used to having to, she's not used to have to, like, jump around stage and sing this very vocally challenging song. So again y'all the twitter vocal coaches are in thin ice right now um because of that and i think they've been on thin ice for quite a while right now but uh that is like the deal sealer for me because i feel like why are you being so unempathetic like it's she's trying her best y'all why are you so mad at her anyways other people that i want to see live i want to go to a con and I've expressed this want to one of my best friends, and we have decided that if a supernatural convention comes anywhere near Indonesia, we're going. Because I want to ask Nisha Collins questions. And I have this really weird daydream of one day Misha Collins seeing the talent in my writing and he takes me up as his protege and it'll be like a whole wonderful thing and he's gonna fund for my university and it's gonna be a whole like story and it's gonna... That is the delusion that I have currently residing in my head. But I just want to ask Misha Collins questions like, why are you 
so feral in like the best way possible like this man i've talked about this before this man like the minute that nda finished he's out of the proverbial heller closet like he is 100% a heller and i love him for that and i want to ask him questions like i would not only like him but like i want to ask jensen questions i want to ask richard spate questions i want to talk to um i know your name i know your name i follow you on instagram what is your name well i tried to remember her name kim rhodes i no kim rhodes is not the name i was trying to remember i'm trying to remember uh rowena's the act ruth 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 not mcdowell um ruth ruthie i want to talk to her and like be friends with her and be friends with kim rhodes too so yeah that's all i want i just want to ask some questions and be friends with them um, other live performances that I want to see. I want to see Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. I want to see Doja Cat. I want to see Doja Cat with my friends. And I want to, like, yell the lyrics uh, to her songs. I just I just want to have a good time. Obviously, I also want to go see Billy at one point in time. Because I feel like it would be nice to, like, be in that crowd. And I feel like it would be so cathartic. It would be a very cathartic moment. Um, I also have Megan the Stallion on my list. Look, Megan and Doja Cat, they're going to be the two game changers in the music industry. I feel it in my bones. I feel like a lot of people thought it was going to be Cardi B. But when you look at Cardi B's music, you realize that it's sort of like the same thing over and over again. But when you look at Doja and you look at Doja, 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 when you look at Doja and you look at Megan Thee Stallion, like their music, I like you can say that, oh, but like Megan does sort of like the same song over and over again. It's like, it's not. Her lyrical content changes. It's not like Cardi B where it's like, it's sort of the same lyrical content over and over again. Whereas with Megan, it's, oh, Megan is so good. Megan is so good. Um, What else? I also have Jack Harlow on there, but that one is literally, the description behind that, below that is, I want to see Jack Carlo because I just want to scream and writhe and pee my pants, then pass out. Yes, that is why I want to see Jack Carlo. I want to, and I quote, scream and writhe and pee my pants, then pass out. That's why I want to see Jack Carlo. I also really want to see Harry Styles because even though I don't, I haven't listened to his full discography. Like I've seen like the videos on like Instagram of like his shows and like, and I just want to like I want to just like be in a crowd that's that overwhelmingly positive I guess and I think that wraps up this episode y'all we went through all this in 30 minutes oh yeah I just want to say though um I'm trying to aim for like the 30 minute mark ish for all the episodes because I feel like I don't do well in long form podcast content what long form episode podcasts things you will be expecting a few longer episodes like i feel like when i do eventually cover supernatural and the like uh the episodes will start to get a bit longer but when it's not an episode where like it's quite literally dedicated to just like that one topic i'm it's probably just gonna be like 30 minutes ish because i realized that in dragging out these episodes by the end of it i get really tired and you can hear it in like my voice and you can hear it, my like the personality that i'm projecting onto the mic so 
I'm trying to keep it, like, shorter than usual. Uh, if you enjoy that, tell me, I guess. <laughs> on Apple, you can, on Apple Podcasts, you can, like, rate and review it, and the review could say, oh, I like this, like, 30-minute format, and I'll stick to it if you guys like it. And that is it for me. Thank you so much for stopping by, listening to my little potty waddy dotty if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow Keyword Smash on wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast from Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. It helps with the viewership and the listening time of this putty. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to burp. Am I going to burp? I'm going to speed run it so that I don't burp on camera. <laughs> Never mind, I burp. Camera? Mike. So yeah, that is it for me. My name is Aubin, and this has been Keyboard Smash.